Hello, uh, this is Margaret. Sorry, this is about the 19th time I've tried to record this, so I sound a bit a bit sad and jaded. I'm so unprofessional. Um, no, I'm not sad and jaded. I'm delighted to tell you that this is the first of two Edinburgh specials that we're doing. Um, do go and see Rosie Holt, for it is she, uh, in her show at The Pleasance. If you can afford to be in Edinburgh, well, well done you. Someone's earning. Um, I am not going to Edinburgh, uh, very sadly, but I am going somewhere else, Rainy. I'm off up to Wrexham this weekend to try and find Ryan Reynolds. I mean, that's so not why I'm going, but I've decided that I might as well incorporate a road trip to try and find Ryan Reynolds. Um, so do check out the stories on Instagram because I'm going to be posting on there as to how that goes. I mean, the awful thing is, if I do meet him, I will have to sort of be normal. And um, that's going to be really, really difficult. Anyway, uh, enough about that. Please listen to the brilliant Rosie Holt. I loved this conversation. Thank you. Bye. Hello and welcome to Crushed by Margaret Caborn smith a podcast about the tears and jeers of unrequited love. My guest today is the fabulous actor, comedian and satirist Rosie Holtz. Hi, Rosie. Hello. Thanks for talking to me. I'm sorry it's not in person. Thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> it's the modern world, isn't it? It's the modern world. No, we're destined never to actually meet in person. I don't believe you have legs, actually. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I have someone who just places me around oh, where I need nice. to in front of screens. <laughs> Barely have edges of shoulders. Thank you so much for doing this. I know you're very busy at the moment. What are you Thank up you to much. currently? Um, well, I'm preparing for my show, which I'm taking to the Edinburgh Fringe, called That's Politainment. Amazing. It's going to be at the Pleasance Courtyard at 8pm. I think at 8pm. Yeah, every day. That's a really good time and gives you enough time to have lots of drinks afterwards. That's the most important thing. Actually, I can't do that because I my voice goes in Edinburgh oh, really? really easily. So I have to be careful how much I drink. It's really sad. It, that is. That's the biggest tragedy I've heard. <laughs> It's a big, it's a really big tragedy. Um, so, Rosie, yes. uh, you are, I mean, I want to say you are in comedy and therefore probably have a rich fantasy life, is my, is my first thought. Is that true? Are you prone to crushes, is what I'm asking. Yes. yes. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> Even now, because some people are like, oh, now I grew out of it, but. That's a good question. I don't know. I, I feel, I can't think of any big crushes I've had recently but I I mean I think I always will they're yeah. so fun aren't they yes well, well they can be fun they can or they're be. torturous <laughs> exactly <And that's... laughs> actually most of mine have been torturous <laughs> well let's get started then <laughs> go on who was your first and was it torturous so well my first proper crush on a proper person mm. it was torturous really was so how old God. were you well so, well, actually, well, it, it depends how you put it. So when I was little, I'd have crushes on people on TV. Mm. But the first real, real proper crush I had was when I was 16, 16, mm -hmm. 17. Um, and I was so in love with this guy I was at school with. 
And it was just, he used to sit in the common room and he used to read The Guardian. And I thought, <laughs> wow, what an intellectual sitting in the corner oh, at 16 I mean, years old sitting in the corner reading the guardian yeah and was that when wow. the guardian was quite a big newspaper as well so quite a, like literally a big newspaper so yeah, you know quite difficult to turn big. the pages yeah it wasn't reading it on his phone because we didn't have that back then <laughs> no we didn't have low we didn't read things off phones and was it so do you remember the moment where you started fancying him and was it because of the guardian (laughs) that was a big part of it but no the the time i i started fancying with with him was um i'd noticed noticed him around um and but i wasn't i wasn't interested in him and then i talked to him at a party and we only talked for about a minute and a half and he said something witty it sounds like you were timing it though (laughs) (laughs) you captured that in your brain for the rest of your life I can't even remember what he said. He said something in a witty and sardonic way. And I think it was my first time meeting a witty and sardonic man. <laughs> and I was apps. I felt hook, line and sinker. I can't even remember what he said. It just, I think from then on, I was completely obsessed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so you can't remember what it was. So it's sort of... No, it, I just remember it was witty and yeah. sardonic. <laughs> so it's about his tone. I mean, yeah, I suppose up until then, boys are like you know, pinching your arm and going, uh, shop. Yeah, they're all a bit kind of gross or drinking too much. They're not saying witty and sardonic things and then reading The Guardian in the corner. It's like, who is this prince? Do you think that was a thing that he was doing in order to attract the ladies or do you think he was naturally a witty, sardonic Guardian reader? Like, did he have a copy of Viz inside his Guardian? Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> I think he, I think he was probably, um, I think he was probably a bit shy and also a bit pretentious, a bit of a mix of the two. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that's a good, that's a, that's an accurate representation of teenagers who are on that scale. Um, and so, did he? What did you do in order to attract his attention? How quickly did it all go horribly wrong? So I was so... Because it was the first time I'd felt like that about anybody. Can I ask you how the conversation, the minute and a half conversation ended? Did, was it him saying a witty and sudden thing and you going, oh my God, I've got to go and have he a wank? He said a witty and <laughs> thing. I went, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, something like that. And he like wandered off into the night. Now he's right, like, who okay. is that? That's the best man I've ever met in my life. And then after that, I kept trying to contrive ways of bumping into him around school. Perfect, yeah. um, In a bit of an obsessional way. Yeah, so was he in your year? Yeah, he was in my year, but it was, we didn't have any classes together. Okay. And um, so I I had to work hard to try and find find him around the school. It was very hard. And then I remember... Did you learn his timetable? I I tried, I couldn't, but I did try and work out when he'd be (laughs) passing. And then also... When we passed by, I remember we walked up past each other in the corridor and he'd always go, all right. And I didn't know, didn't know how to respond to that. I'd go, oh, yes, I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> and by that point, he's miles away. <laughs> yeah, he was miles away. And I was thinking, God, next time, Rose, you've got to nail it. Next time he says, all right, you've got to do something. You've got to go, all right, or something. Yeah, or like stop it, leap in front of him and stop him. That doesn't sound like it was very wrong quickly he's saying all right to you he's not he says all right you. i know yeah. so i was thinking maybe there's there's hope here i mean we cling to these things and then what happened is it got to valentine's day and i uh, got a dangerous time a dangerous a time da- for crushes very dangerous time <laughs> really dangerous time 
I got a a, a Valentine. Um, I can't even remember. It was something short, like, "Oh, you know, I like you, and would you?" Be? And I, I thought it's him. Oh. He sent me a Valentine. I was really excited, and then two days later, there was a party. Someone had a house party, and I went along. And I was thinking, "We're going to get together because he sent me this Valentine." Did you have any evidence at all, except that you liked him, and teenagers are stupid? I know. I just. <laughs> It's like, terrible. did you, I mean, no, listen, I don't mean to call you stupid because what I mean is that teenagers are just teenage. No, it was very stupid. I think it was because I'd never really fancied anybody before. <laughs> I assumed that it would just, he'd fancy me and then we'd be together. Yeah, that if you fancy someone, they fancy you back. That's how that works. Yeah. Amazing. I thought that's, that's what happens. So I went to this party. I was thinking, this is great. And then um, he was at the party. We ended up having a snot. <gasps> and I was oh so God, excited. It's gone so well. And then I went downstairs. And when I came up, he was snogging my friend Rachel. Uh, and I was heartbroken. I was so upset. And then he, I remember him talking to me and I was like, this is the worst night of my life. I was quite a dramatic teenager. <gasps> did you say that to him? I think I did. It wasn't very, I wasn't very cool. I said, this is the worst night. And he went, me too. What? And I went, oh, that's awful. And then he said, and then I went to him. I don't understand. I mean, you sent me a <laughs> oh, Valentine. Yeah. And the, and the mistakes begin. <laughs> and he said, he went, no, I didn't. <laughs> Oh, Rosie. And I, I said, why did you kiss me? And he said, well, Fimba told me that you fancied me. <laughs> and it seemed only polite. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like a teenage boy thinking, oh, she fancies me. I'll kiss her. And then he heard that Rachel and fancied then... him. So he, he kissed Rachel. Oh, my God. Awful. Can I ask you if Rachel knew that you fancied she him? She did. But do you know what? It's not Rachel's fault because actually Rachel... I knew that Rachel fancied him. Rachel had told me okay. first. Okay, she had first dibs. She right. told me that she fancied him. And I, at that point, wasn't interested in him. But then he said the sardonic, witty comment. And I suddenly, I didn't care about poor old I Rachel. I like too. I was thinking, right. he's my one true love. I'm sorry, Rachel. Misters before sisters. <laughs> did, um, oh, so did you actually have that conversation? Did you say, oh God, look, I'm sorry, Rachel, because I have once had a conversation where I where I said to someone, I'm really sorry, I know you like him, but I like him too. Yeah. And I think I'm going to Do you go know what? I think I was quite ruthless. I think really? I was very... <laughs> I think I... I think I was... I was appalled at her. I was thinking, I can't believe you did this. And I didn't really think about the fact that... I think I knew on a level that actually I was the bad friend. <laughs> But I think that's not oh, how Oh, yeah, I you can tell yourself, <laughs> you can reinterpret things, can't you? Yeah, I think that's quite interesting because I know that with me, I would almost be competitive in a kind of, no, 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 you may have liked him first and you may still like him, but I like him in an insane way. I like him, I'm yeah, writing I his think that's name, what it was. I'm drawing pictures of us, I'm, you know. <laughs> I'm obsessing about yeah, him all yeah. the time. So did you play that card? I think she was probably obsessed with him as well. I don't know why. I mean, I, we, this we just guy. were. It's the Guardian. <laughs> the magic the of the Guardian. Guardian. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure that the other teenage boys 
we're not going, aha, the guardian, that's the key to girls' hearts. That's what we all need to do. Because you just can't second guess what teenagers, you know, what anyone is suddenly yeah. going to be into. I think I think he appealed yeah. to a certain kind of um, teenage girl who took themselves rather seriously. Yeah, sort yeah, of. yeah. What, um, what did he... So when he said it's the worst night of my life too, what was he referring to? Because basically he's getting loads of action. I don't know. I, I know. I think he just because I was I was right. upset and he was thinking, oh, this is a yeah. bit much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tried to out upset you. And what happened after that? Well, I was, after that, my uh, sadness ang- hardened to anger. And then I was not very uh, nice to him. But then what happened was the following year he kept trying to hang out with me, but I wasn't really very interested. And then he told me years later that he had a crush on me. Oh, God. And, and up a sixth, he got a crush on me. And I said, but I was obsessed with you. But then you you were awful to me at that party. But I still would have, if you told me, I mean, I, oh, you know. Oh, would you have done? Oh, totally. I hadn't broken your I had heart. No, <laughs> I would. You, I would. you sprang back. <laughs> That's really interesting. So, but do you think that he developed a crush on you because you'd stopped being interested, because you'd stopped Probably. obsessing. Suddenly you're the slightly angry girl, yeah. which can be quite cool. Yeah, I think, you know you know what? I think it was probably because I was suddenly not... Um, because the problem is when you really like someone like that, you can't... I, I would, I'd mangle my words. You know, everything feels like next time it all becomes about next time I'm going to nail that conversation you're going (laughs) do you think of it as a missed opportunity then with him do you know him now I so the last time I saw him so I think he is now happily married I haven't seen him for years I don't think it was a, a missed opportunity okay I think I don't know I mean I I was so excited about him um, yeah, I mean, and I suppose that level of excitement, it can only go down, really, can't it? Like, yeah. yeah, I think it was mad. I think I went mad. So go on, tell I us some of the think... mad things, apart from just trying to lie in wait and re-scripting conversations I mean, in your head. Yeah, it was quite it was quite mad. I was thinking about him all the time, and I would literally go off in, in lunch breaks and just wander around trying to find him so I could just pretend to bump into him. Oh, It's not really bad. I think it was because... Um, I mean, I probably am a bit mad sure. anyway, sure, sure, but, sure. but I think, but I'm not someone who gets obsessional about men now, but I think, I think because it was the first time you just go, wow, this is what it feels like. Yes. This is, this is, this is insane. Yeah. And you I sort of want to keep that. that feeling going. And so I suppose the more that you're actively trying to pursue him, that, you know, yeah. you can keep thinking about him and you can keep having those thrills all the time that you're yeah, doing definitely. it whereas you just if you distract yourself or you know get into something else it's almost it is almost like a hobby isn't it it is it's totally like a hobby and also it's about winning because it's not like oh, yes. if you're dating somebody and you know them <laughs> you don't they I didn't you know we'd had hardly sort of exchanged any words so it all becomes about um if he knows the real me he like me Right. So every time you're like, I need to, I need to quickly in the short space of time in the the ten minutes between each um, subject, I need to go over there and establish my personality <laughs> in a really appealing way. And, and did you ever manage that? Do you think? Well, clearly I did because uh, 
<laughs> but I mean, did he, was he thinking, there's that intense girl who doesn't form words <laughs> properly, <laughs> you know, who just keeps like, cropping well. up everywhere I go. Hello. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Oh, uh, shit, shit, shit. All, all right. Because <laughs> I'm not so attractive. Oh, all right. Are you all right? <laughs> Were you still angry all those? Oh, yeah, I could hold on to Was a it? grudge. <laughs> She <laughs> humiliated me at the party. Yeah, how humiliating was it? I mean, like, was it a spectator sport? Because people love that shit. Yeah. At a party, that is exactly the level of gossip it you want. It felt awful. I remember it yeah, felt sure. absolutely awful. I remember my mum picking me up from the party and me just weeping and her going, going, the thing is about you, Rosie, is you feel things very deeply. Oh, I was like, uh, 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 I was in love. Yeah, I was in love. And now, I mean, the awful thing about that is you sort of, I don't know about you, but I would have felt like, oh, I've lost a friend as well. You know, it's a little bit double whammy. of yeah. like, she's betrayed me. He's betrayed me. I've said, you sent me a Valentine's card in front of a lot of people. And they <laughs> yeah, said, that was the worst, that was no. the worst Did bit. you ever find out who the Valentine's card was from? No, I never found <gasps> out. Oh, well, that's another mystery that we need to, I know. to solve. I know. Because poor whoever that is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were potentially there watching this play out and going, why do you think it's him? <laughs> yeah. What about my Valentines? Yeah, exactly. So that's someone who had a crush on you, but you had no... Yeah. Even once you realised it wasn't your man, Yeah. you had no interest in finding out who that was. No, I don't think I did, no. <laughs> but it, it is it's terrible, isn't it? Because it is like, oh God, I'm about to say something so wanky. Do it. I hate myself. I'm really sorry. But you know, um, um, Chekhov's... <laughs> um, the seagull. Yes, I do. Um, I thought... Well, <laughs> no, well, Chekhov's the, yeah. the seagull, Margaret. Um, I, what I really blew me away about that? <laughs> what really, when I first saw that play, I thought, oh, what an amazing play. Because I thought what was brilliant about it is it conveys how... Um, a, how kind of obsessional crushes can be, but also how callous you can be to someone who has a crush on you. It's almost like, yeah, it's actually actively annoying, I think, when someone has a crush on you and you're not interested. It's like, you are ruining this. You are yeah. ruining this fantasy and you're making me feel bad for not feeling <laughs> like this about you. The seagull's really interesting because I, I think that the, the, whenever you see it, as you get older, you relate to different characters. Yeah. And um, so I'm heading for our Cardner, who is the terrible old theatrical hag. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. I can't get enough of it. Did you ever know of anyone else having a, a crush on you? Well, so I, when I was 14, I had on holiday, I had this flirtation with this boy who's like a family friend, uh, who I still know and is lovely. But... Um, I I fancied him and he fancied me, but we were clearly doing that teenager thing of um, flirting, but not not declaring anything. And then I went back... Sort of pushing each other into fountains. Yeah, that, exactly that kind of thing. And then he would ring me all the time. We'd have these really long conversations into the night. It was really teenagery. But then what happened... So, so I'm realising this podcast is exposing me to an awful person. But <laughs> what, what happened was he... I'm delighted. <laughs> is he came to... His parents came to stay and brought him along. And at this point, we'd been sort of talking on the phone most nights for the sort of six months. And then he came, but he was so 
he made it very clear straight away that he liked me, but in a way where he thought, you like me, but you'll never like me back. And he kept sort of talking oh. in this way where he'd go, well, it's like when I'm in love with someone and they don't even know I exist, which was stupid because I had liked him, but I started to rapidly go off him. And then yes. he was sort of, going on about it and I said something like well maybe she feels the same and then he was so excited and then I realized in that moment I didn't feel the same anymore because <laughs> he didn't. was being such a nightmare <laughs> so then in the next day I had oh, to say I'm no. sorry I'm not I, I'm, I'm not interested in you that way and then what he did was it was the year that Stan's um Eminem by um Stan by Eminem came out yeah and he was so depressed he'd sit upstairs and he'd play it on repeat and then my mum would go, oh go upstairs. There's something wrong with him. Go upstairs and be nice to him. You're friends with him. And I was going, I can't. I can't do it, mother. It's my fault. And running off and hiding in the trees. Well, also, I mean, Stan is the ultimate yeah, stalker. Song as well. He's playing I never, that over and over. I never and like, made oh, that I don't really want to end up in the, in the trunk of a car. Thanks, mum. <laughs> let's let's leave that. Oh my god, that is such a tragedy though, and I know so many people's hearts will be sinking thinking of the times that they rejected themselves too quickly because yeah. you have to hit the tone right. You don't want to be too confident and be like, "Yeah, come to me, bitch." Yeah. But if you if you go in in a sort of, "Well, who am I? Nobody loves me. I'm a I'm a, fr- a creep. I'm a weirdo," sort of thing. Yeah, I've got all my sad music ready yeah, to play. Just yeah, in yeah. Case. It's like, well, you get on with that then. I'd, I'd like someone with a bit of. Spark. That was before Spotify, <laughs> Margaret. He must have taken that down specially. <laughs> was it a download thing, or was it was he hitting repeat on the CD? What era would this have been? Uh, good question. I mean, this was no, it couldn't have been a download. We didn't do, <laughs> we didn't do things back then I'm being, like that. Um, complimentary you must have had a CD. <laughs> You're so young. Oh, You're you like must 20. have had a CD or a, or a yeah, tape. Yeah, because well, I was going to say <laughs> you could tape, rewind back. The tape is the most effort of all because that's you know it's holding it down. It's trying to get it to exactly the listening to the whirring, trying to get it to exactly the right place. That is that is romantic. Did anyone ever buy? Did anyone ever gift you a a, a tape? A tape, yes, they did. I mean, I can't, I can't bear to talk about it, really. <laughs> no, do you know, it wasn't... In fact, I got two tapes around the same time, one from someone that I was falling in love with and one from someone I really wasn't falling in love oh. with. And it's so terrible that I listened to the first and the second one. I knew it would be a good tape, but I just couldn't bring oh, myself no, to engage awful? in it. It was me sort of denying I mean to be fair to me it wasn't a kind of you, you like me it was just a, I can't cope with this I can't I, I, I can't engage with this at all yeah well also there is something painful about it isn't it because you don't want to cause anyone yeah. harm and also yeah you, someone's put a, a lot of effort into that it's I mean so much of it he did a full treasure hunt for me to find this tape it was um uh, oh. you know, sell it, to, it was sort of attached to a post box in the end. But I remember even as I was doing this treasure hunt, and I'm into that sort of thing, it's really yeah. fun, but even as I was doing it, I was feeling a little bit sick about it because I was thinking, people don't do this just for friends, do no. they? In fact, I didn't even have that conscious thought. Yeah. But in my stomach knew, my stomach knew that, you know, people were like, he's paying you a lot of attention now. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, no, I know. I'd be, I'm sure he's doing this to 12 other women at the same time and uh yeah he was he not no it, that, he wasn't and it was awful it, it was there's um have you ever read any um any writing by dan rhodes no so dan rhodes wrote this book of short stories about love stories they're all 
awful. I mean, they're brilliantly written, but they're just so <laughs> yeah. painful to read. Heartbreaking, yeah. And there is this one story which that really stuck with me, which was this um, guy who's obsessed with this violinist. And he he's he's so in love with her. And then he keeps seeing how she picks up the violin and plays it. And he's, she sort of puts so much care on these violins. And so what he does is he goes to a magician or something, whatever. And he, he gets made into a violin. And the idea oh, being wow. that she'll, he's, he's like, she'll pick it up and then she'll be playing me forever. And it'll be like, I'll be in ecstasy. So she he he's made into this beautiful violin and it's gifted to her and she's really excited she's like what a beautiful violin then she starts playing it and it's so the sound is so sort of intense and and it's really well written and this the sound sort of, mm. sort of intense and sort of needy and she can't she's really sort of put off by it she's like oh i don't like playing that at all so then she never plays it again so she just puts it it just, oh my she just God. Sort, of, sort of puts up on her shelf and He's just there on the shelf being left for oh all. Oh, my God. And he's turned himself he's into turned a himself violin, to a violin. For her. I mean, there's no higher praise, is there? <laughs> that is, that's so, so awful. But, I mean, that's a brilliant metaphor, isn't it? Because I was thinking there's a, a you too of all people line, um, which is, uh, I gave you everything you ever wanted. It wasn't what you wanted. And I think about that all the time because I think about how we try to make ourselves into the person that someone will love. Sort of go, I'm going to be, I'm going to become everything yeah. that you want out of life. And, you know, I'm going to learn all of the, all of the, all of the music you love, all of the comedy, all of the, you know, and I'm going to dress like I know you like girls to dress and whatever. Yeah. And uh, who wants that really, you know, who wants someone who is that mad <laughs> and <laughs> intense and so willing to subsume all of their interests and style and whatever yeah. for you? It's just not, it's not attractive, but you just, you don't, it takes such a long time to work that out, I think. Yeah, yeah, it does. Who are the people on the telly that tiny little Rosie Holt liked? Um... I really liked Bill Murray. I thought he was great. Oh, oh God, that's a sad story. I'm sorry, because he's turned out to be not I'm not sorry, so this great. was supposed but to let's... be the light section. But, um, yeah, yeah. I did. Well, let's not talk about things we've found out about our heroes. No. Let's, you know, let's yeah, ignore that. The time let's talk I, about I Ghostbusters, so much. is it? Yeah, Ghostbusters and Scrooged. We had, we had Ghostbusters 2 on on tape and Scrooged on tape. And I just thought, I just thought he was so funny and brilliant and great. Um, yeah. I also had a thing when I was small for men with beards. I liked a man with oh, a beard. Oh, really? thought it was great. What sort of Or like beard? a moustache, like Tom Selleck and his moustache. Which I great. never understood. <laughs> I never understood it. I'm just like, what's in that? <laughs> What, the big moustache. Yeah, what's in it? There's stuff in there. It's too big. He looked great with his moustache and friends, but then later on in Friends, he comes and he hasn't got his moustache anymore, and I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't deal with it. Because, but he's one of those people that even his skin looks like a moustache, so I think he was correct to grow a moustache over his skin moustache. Yeah. Like, but he was, very, he was growing a moustache over a moustache. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember I had to... Um, I played someone with a moustache once, uh, and I had a cold at the time and that moustache, I mean, obviously it's much worse sticking one to your face because you have the glue and, yeah. and whatever, but that moustache was full of snot. And I think that that's the thing that I associate with people with 
that much. What is it that, like in the twits when it talks about all the stuff yes, that's caught in Mr. Exactly twits Exactly that. As it was as soon as I read that because I didn't really like my my dad can't grow a beard, um, and so I never knew I never knew anyone or saw anyone with a with a moustache or beard. And then reading yeah. the twits, I was like, they're <laughs> like an alien what? species. <laughs> yeah, a bit. Who are these? Well, no, it people? did used to be. It did used to be a bit of a kind of sign of a wrong and I think. Yeah. Facial oh, really? Hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sort of you can't trust a, a man with with facial hair. And I don't think, even I mean, I'm quite keen on a, a beard these days, but um, but in those days it was definitely, I mean, well, there was the Joy of Sex guy who was only a cartoon, but he was fully bearded and I don't know if I, yeah, just associated that with, not that I'm saying he's a wrong <laughs> He's obviously very interested in taking you care know, of his true. lady. <laughs> <You know. laughs> he wants to make them happy. So it's Tom Selleck. Can you yeah, remember Tom any of the actual bearded people that you liked? No, how terrible. I can just remember having a thing for beards and thinking men with beards was really handsome. What age was this? Quite quite young. Yeah. Quite sort of eight, eight or nine. The other... <laughs> but it's funny with those early crushes. I mean, like, um, the... I remember Sleeping Beauty, the the cartoon, and the 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 the, the prince is sort of painted quite blandly. Yes. Yeah, they tend but to be, don't they? One, there is one bit where he sees Aurora and he's really excited and he's trying to find her and he's riding his horse and then the horse um, trips over and he falls into a puddle. Where and are he you going horse, with this? <laughs> Which element of the what, what is the the horse? <laughs> the horse puddle. The horse is running around. The horse, and he says to the horse because he promised the horse carrots, and he says to the horse, "No carrots." And he looked so sexy in that moment. <laughs> I swear, that moment, I thought, "Wow, what an absolute fox!" He seemed so bland for the rest of the film, and then that bit, I was like, "Wow." Being told no carrots. <laughs> no carrots. I was like, oh, that's a mannequin. Keep his horse in order. <laughs> I suppose that is a similar, you know, to the, the Guardian reader, the sardonic, the witty sardonic <laughs> yeah. type. That yeah. is, do you like being told what vegetables you can't eat? <laughs> is, that, is that a fetish of yours? <laughs> No No. sprouts for you. You've already got four. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. That is, yeah. So did you ever like the the bad boy? Yes. I, oh God, well certainly in my 20s, I had lousy taste in men. Oh really? And yeah, lousy taste in men. I think, um, I think when I was growing up, I just liked men who seemed like they were like kind of witty and. Yeah. I liked, obviously, like I liked Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones. Because it's sort of illegal to not like him. I mean, I think even (laughs) straight men, gay women, they're all like, well, you know, Harrison Ford. It was absolute, absolute (laughs) ideal. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he's not a bad boy. So no, we need to, we need to come back to your 20s. So did you, did you tend to have crushes in your 20s? Were you still, was it less... Intense. In my in my 20s, yes, I would get crushes, but I would I was got somewhere which was great. Hey. But <laughs> but it was also it wasn't great because what would happen is I'd get somewhere, I'd be like super in love and then that we'd sleep together and then they'd go, "Bye." <laughs> and I go, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> what but uh, 
my heart. Yeah. It was, I was, that was my 20s seemed to be full of that, of me. Um, and looking back on it, do you think that, um, and, and I am thinking of myself here as well, uh, do you think that that intensity was off-putting? Like yes, if someone's probably. really sure about you, you know, even if you do fancy them, it can be a bit much to have someone be like, it's you, it's I, you. I always felt like I was hiding the intensity. Yeah. Mm. I don't know how good no, I am at I'm hiding guessing. my emotions. I'm so, I don't know about the emotional stuff, but I'm, I think intense people tend to think they're able yeah. to hide their intensity. And I think it's coming out in some no, way. Yeah, can't. I think even if it's coming out in a really jolly, fun way, you're holding their gaze too long. <laughs> you know, you're revealing yeah. stuff in your actions, even if you're playing it cool. This is my theory. It's it's so true. Because I always thought, but I am playing it cool. And I think I kind of was, but you're right. I think you can't... The, the eyes, eyes can't, can't lie. lie. And I suppose once you're actually... Once something's actually happened with you, they could probably yeah. see that you were a bit latched on. Well, also, I think we'd... No, we've had sex. Now we're yeah. in love. Yeah, we've got you. <laughs> now I can let down my guard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and be myself. Yeah, yeah, I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> you fool that's the last thing you want to do at that point um the first sort of date that my husband and I went on uh, we, we weren't married yeah. at the time um I he oh, asked how unorthodox <laughs> he he said I was at his and he said do you want to stay over and I said um no because if I do I might end up proposing and uh, he did a sort of joke of like, okay, let's get you up and out of here then. You know? and, uh, and then we did, you know, he walked me home sort of thing. But even though yeah. he understood that it was a joke, I think he also understood that there was some truth <laughs> there was, behind that joke. There was truth in it. <laughs> because you did, you, but it worked. It did work, weirdly. Worked. But you know, I, th- I think it worked because, because of the honesty and because it was just a sort of, yeah. I wasn't thinking, I wasn't overthinking it or second guessing it. I was just like, no, I, I like you. And I also know what I'm like after sex. <laughs> so I should probably, you know, monitor this a bit. So it's not fair because as women, when we have sex, it releases certain chemicals that make us want to limp it onto men. Is that a We're fact? A very predict- yeah, yeah, it's a fact. We're at a disadvantage. Yeah. So do they, do they, ha- do they literally have a thing where they are their impulse is to push push us away with the stick yeah they need to spread their seeds they've got to go immediately it's not their fault oh, Margaret. No, bless them it's not their fault their they're just hearts. doing what they were born to do <laughs> well, i think i suppose i think the good thing is to understand your limpet like ways and go yeah. okay just for my own sanity this isn't about um you know at katie price who i actually really want to get on this podcast yeah um, oh, yeah. Not that I think she'd have had any crushes ever. Uh, but she used to do a thing where she would make someone wait for three months for sex. Um, and I think that is odd <laughs> because I think, well, how do you know when also, you want to have I'd, sex? Also, I don't think it works. Well, I don't think it works. No. I, I remember doing that with um, uh, my a, a boyfriend at drama school. And Was it specifically I made three him months? Wait quite some time. No, but it was, but it was quite long. Lo- it was like a month, right, I think. Yeah. But it was quite and long. Drama and drama school, was kind yeah, of that you were with each other all the time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then as soon as I did, that was, it was get, it was pretty much game over. Because he, he, well, after that, he was sort of like, I'd go, let's go for a date. And then I'd, um, 
be at a bar and he'd be late and then he'd turn up and he wouldn't buy a drink and I go and you gonna get a drink and he goes no I'm just waiting till we go go back to yours and I was thinking oh no it's become oh. a sex thing and I'd I that's specifically, what I was trying to, I specifically <laughs> was fighting against that by not giving that to you and did you say that in the pub no, I didn't. This has become a sex thing. And we all know how attractive that is. It's really Hissing through gritted teeth. That man. is how you win over a man. <laughs> but I think, anyway, I think that the whole sort of rules, I mean, I read, oh, well, I read some of the rules. I don't know if you know about this book. That is... Is that, which one is it's that? It's the one that has a lot of like, if you want to be a man. <laughs> the one with the rules. The one with the rules, yeah. But I mean, I think lots of those oh, yeah. have them, but it's, it's these two two women who are like, if you want to get married, stop behaving like you l- like men and, and want sex, you fools, you know. Um, yeah. And I was so angry. I mean, I kept picking it up and then reading a paragraph and then throwing it again. Uh, throwing it against a wall again it made me so so angry because I was like this is a nonsense this is about how to trick someone into being in a relationship with you it's ridiculous and listen if you don't want to have sex with someone that's absolutely fine but if you do want to have sex with someone that's fine as well I mean I sort of got I got a bit I had a word with myself about having sex with someone too soon just because I think it is a bit odd to you know, to have had sex when you don't know if they've even got any siblings or anything, you sort of think, oh, oh, you've, we've got to know each other's bodies very quickly there and it doesn't yeah. quite match up with getting to know each other. So that was a sort of vague rule in my head, but I never had a thing of this is how long you wait and this is how I will get this man to like me. And also you're right, the rules don't work. The Because the, all, all the kind of good relationships I've had, there's never been any of that. On Game playing, side, no. really. Yeah. No, I mean, no. It's it's a it's a weird thing to trick, and also something is a is a marriage really that that important that you know just, just getting yeah. married. You can find someone to get married to you. You know that's uh, that's possible. Like that's not the yeah. same as marrying someone you like. No. Having a marriage, you you know no. that works. It's yeah. It's just a uh, it's a very weird thing. I think the game. It's weird as well because basically what it's saying to women is it's like play these rules. And don't worry, reveal your true self until that rings on your exactly. finger and then it's too late. Exactly. <laughs> and we know, don't we, Rosie, that, <laughs> that revealing yes. yourself just as soon as you've got someone <laughs> is the worst thing to do. You're going to have to show them who you are. Um, what's, the, what's the weirdest thing you've ever done over a crush? Can you think of... I don't know, you know. I think... Um, Did you ever write poetry or letters or... Oh, she's lit up now. I wrote <laughs> terrible poetry. <laughs> I never never showed it to any of the men it was about. But I would... I had a little book of poetry in my 20s. Uh, from And every time I got heartbroken, which was a lot in my 20s. Yeah. I would write a poem and I never showed it to anyone I thought they were really I thought they were kind of really heartfelt and then one time when I was drunk I read them to my brother and sister and they thought it was so funny they couldn't stop laughing they thought they were so terrible and they said also because they were maybe not terrible I think they were Were terrible terrible? my my sister I remember my sister going they all rhyme and that's the thing (laughs) I was going so impressed with being like you left me you bastard and da 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 <laughs> oh, they're more like, more like raps. <laughs> they were, yeah, you're right. They could have been. Maybe I should have rapped them, and they would have gone. That's really good. 
that those are brilliant <laughs> it's so good to get this stuff out though yeah and those poems i mean you know they might like you're a comedian they might come in handy they might come in you handy. might be able to 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 do something with them if your brother and sister found them wheel them that. out yeah do you remember like when you were reading the poems do you remember who they were about and do you think did you yes. remember how you felt yes i mean that there's a there's a lot of emotion and a lot of a, a lot of pain in those poems yeah um but yeah they were always about people i hadn't been with for very long yeah. Did um, you get together with those people, though? Yeah, I'd get together with them and then they'd lose interest and I'd be like, why? Someone get me <gasps> oh, my pen. I don't think they'd been looking at your poetry secretly. Oh, you hadn't God, left you it somewhere. That they... would be awful. It'd be so I mean, bad. dumping someone over a, a poem they'd written is quite, is quite harsh. Unless it revealed I... really bad motives. I think it was... Yeah, I, I don't think... It's funny, I don't think I ever did anything... Well, no, I mm, I probably did do some humiliating things, but I think usually it was just <laughs> it was usually just sort of being too obvious about something when or obsessional when it was clear that they were like, no, this is, we've been on three dates. Yeah, is there any of it? Oh, do you, did all of your relationships come from crushes? Um. You know, was that a they, big part of like so building up a kind of picture of what they're going to be like when we're together or something? Yeah, I think they just never really went into. They just went into very short non relationships, really. <laughs> yeah, that kind of lasted about three months, if that. And did but um, had you built them up in your head before you got yeah, together with them? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think I look back at a lot of the 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 men I was um, crazy about in my twenties, and they weren't. They weren't very nice or, you know, they were, they were kind of, I think I'd look at them now and go, oh, you're a bit. What were you thinking? And, and, and occasionally that you'd get, I'd, you know, you get nice, like I had a nice crush on uh, a sort of a, a male friend or a friend who had a girlfriend. But it, those were quite nice crushes where you go, I fancy them, but I know it's not. It's probably not going to go anywhere. And those yeah, were quite nice. Yeah, the safe crushes. They were safe crushes, but yeah. but they, it was either those or really kind of intense, <laughs> intense ones that ended in destruction. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to do the maths. Were you aware of the the maths at school? Did you ever do the um, L O V E S? compatibility thing you're looking oh blank. no do I do remember? I do remember that yes yeah, I, I don't so think I ever really Holt loves oh, um wow. so who are you gonna pick when I say to you yeah it's not Tom Selleck well, it could be Tom Selleck he's got O's and L's and E's what uh who's your biggest crush when I say who is your biggest crush who is my who biggest comes crush? to mind it can be real or celebrity so I am, um, I mean, again, very sleazy guy, um, but I was really, really um, in my, um, a, an actor. I don't have a crush on him now, but I feel I will honour it. Yeah, called do. Julian McMahon. Julian McMahon? He was in Charmed. Was he? And I, I thought, he always played slightly kind of like um, wrong-uns, sleazy oh, really? wrong-uns. And I thought. I thought you love that. What a, what a guy. Eight, zero, no more E's, no more S's. Right, this looks like it could be good. So you might have to track him down. Okay, yeah. I'll say, I'll <laughs> Will you? tell my boyfriend, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> uh, 
yet it's not. It's yeah. 39%, so your current relationship is safe for now. How old <laughs> okay, is Julian good. McMahon? Is he one of these? Like, I Is he so in your league? That's what I'm saying. He's, I think he's in his late 40s okay. now. Or maybe he's in his... Maybe he's in his late 40s. I don't know. He hasn't been on our screens for a while. No, you haven't killed him, have you? Oh, well. <laughs> we know how intense you are. <laughs> and you seem very casual about it now. You're all like, oh, yeah, Julian McMahon was the biggest one ever, but no, was I haven't mentioned him. I was pretty obsessed him. with him, but not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. I'm done. Um, well, thank you very much, thank Rosie Holt. Thank you Thank you so much to Rosie Holt there. Uh, of all the stories we've heard about trying to impress your crushes, turning yourself into a violin is definitely the most extreme example. Um, love it. And also love the boy reading The Guardian in the sixth form and common room. Do get in touch if you were ever a boy reading a broadsheet in the sixth form and common room. I think I probably would have fallen in love with him as well, even though I'm quite embarrassed saying that. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening and downloading and subscribing. Uh, please do tell people about the podcast in whatever form um, you think is acceptable, <laughs> I was going to say. You know, don't do it in an inappropriate way. Um, that's the last thing we want. Uh, like, subscribe, give me five stars, all of that stuff. Um, and oh, do get tickets for uh, the London date, September the 15th at the podcast festival, London podcast festival. Um, can't, I'm, I'm still too scared to announce the guests. Yes, there are two of them, um, but you won't want to miss it if you uh, if you get the chance. So thank you to all of you. I'm going to go and get ready to go to Wrexham to find Ryan Reynolds. It's really weird, you know, because actually he's not, it's not the biggest crush I've had by any means, but it is the biggest star I've ever had a crush on. Um, so it would be particularly funny, I think, <laughs> to go and find him. Let's see it. Let's see if I can do it without embarrassing anyone. Mm, that's, yeah, impossible, I would say. Thank you so much. See you soon. Bye. You've been listening to Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith, hosted by Margaret Caborn Smith and produced by Victoria Lloyd and Lindsay Fenner for Mighty Bunny Productions. If you can bear it, please like, subscribe, rate and give us a nice review as it helps me feel better about my life choices. 